I'm DeFi Alpha. I'm co-lead for Umami. I, I focus you know, heavily on the uh, you know business development partnerships, um, you know, treasury management, and uh, DeFi products. And I'm here with uh, you know my my colleague Carnation, um, who is our treasury manager um, and a, a real DeFi maven. Helped come up with you know a lot of the the key concepts behind this vault. So. Um, you know, happy to have her. And then, you know, Josh and um, Coinflip, do you guys want to introduce yourselves? Sure, I can uh, quickly go first here. Uh, Josh from TracerDAO, uh, really excited to be working on a few things with Umami. Uh, our kind of, we'll, we'll get into the details, but what we do is uh, we mint leverage tokens on our protocol, uh, long or short, and uh, with some sort of leverage that can sit in hardware wallets. And uh, yeah, really excited to be, uh, you know, provide some collab opportunities here on Arbitrum. Awesome. Uh, Coinflip, uh, what about what about you? Uh, hi, so Coinflip Canada, uh, here representing uh, GMX. Uh, so yeah, GMX, uh, equally excited. We're a uh, uh, perpetuals, perpetuals and swap exchange along with a, uh, which trades against a large liquidity pool, which is going to be relevant to some of the stuff we're discussing later today. Happy to be an OG project on Arbitrum and really, really excited to work with uh, with other DeFi projects on Arbitrum. And uh, this is first of many collaborations we're excited to be doing. Yeah, likewise. We're this is this is one of the you know one that I'm I'm especially excited about, and I can't wait just to kind of share with this awesome audience that we already have um, what we've got in mind. I think you know maybe I will I will give a very high level overview of the uh, the vault, and then I think it would be great if uh, you know folks at um, you know Josh and, and Coinflip if you guys can talk a little you know in more detail about you know the products um, that that you guys have that are sort of making this possible and, and how it will um, you know benefit your your protocols and and the ecosystem as a whole so um, just as, as a very high level overview so tracer GMX and umami have been spending you know quite a bit of time um, together having you know, a lot of meetings um, and, and a lot of work on on all ends pulling together the this incredible new high yielding stablecoin vault concept that um, we're really excited to say. I mean, this is going to be one of the highest yielding stablecoin vaults um, really on any chain. And I, I think it's going to have a lot of potential to, you know, not only be just a great opportunity for folks on Arbitrum to, uh, you know, get get higher yields on their stables than, you know, were available before. But I think that it, you know, will be a catalyst for a lot of, you know, new TVL migration to the network. Um, and, you know, as, as we discuss the structure of the vault more, I mean, one of the beauties of it is, you know, it's, it's not only going to draw people into the ecosystem, um, but it's going to support, you know, some of our, our flagship projects, um, you know, not, you know, Tracer and GMX in particular. Um, so on, on a very high level, um, just for, for those of you who don't know, and, you know, if you haven't, strongly suggest you uh, hop on, you know, GMX's um, governance page it's gov.gmx.io and you can read the the details of the collaboration but um for those who haven't had a chance to to dig in yet um on a very high level so we've got you know a few key products from gmx and tracer that are going to be pulled together in a unique and new way by this vault um to make possible you know very very high returns for stablecoin deposits so you know the core of the vault and this is you know a an asset that is, you know, really central to Umami's treasury strategy. We own three million dollars. Um, we have three million dollars deployed into into this asset. It's it's GMX's GLP um, index token, and you know, effectively, GLP offers you know a really um, you know nice, almost index-like exposure um, to different core blue chip crypto assets. Um, you know, it also you know represents it also contains a lot of stablecoin um, exposure as well, um, and it it provides you know pretty significant um, yield both you know from fees on GMX's platform as well as you know currently some some pretty cool incentives and you know that's that's going to be sort of the the staple component um, of the vault. Um, but we're also then you know going to make this you know truly a a you know market neutral um stablecoin vault by offsetting you know the the market exposure um within GLP right that, that comes from you know the GLP's exposure to assets like bitcoin 
Ethereum, Chainlink, and, and Uniswap. We're going to offset that market exposure by using the really incredible um, and, and you know, very innovative perpetual pool tokens that Tracer has created. And you know, those are also currently incentivized with uh, Tracer's TCR token as, as staking rewards. So as a result, you know, we can pair these Tracer tokens, you know, specifically you know, sh leveraged short positions for Tracer tokens with the GMX um, GLP and within the vault, completely offset the market beta and collect rewards from both sides to then deliver to depositors into the vault. Um, and, you know, we were pretty, pretty excited about it. GMX, you know, the GLP um, and, and Tracer tokens are both, um, can both be minted with stable coins. So as those stables come in, we'll be providing, you know, more liquidity to both um, projects to, to mint, you know, the, the tokens required for, for the vault strategy. And, you know, all the great yield from both gets uh, returned to uh, depositors. And I think, you know, just based on current um, APR for, for Tracer and, um, and, you know, for the Tracer pool tokens and the GLP token, we're going to have, you know, certainly well above 30, 35%, um, you know, somewhat fluctuating APR for the, uh, the stablecoin depositors, which, you know, I think is, you know, really stands out relative to other options. So that's, that's my high level overview. Um, coin flip, Josh, do you guys uh, want to wanna share some thoughts or kind of what, help people understand um, your products a little bit better? Coinflip, why don't you uh, dive into the uh, GMX pool and how it works, and then I'll do the short side, the hedge side. Sounds good. Well, uh, I, a lot of what I was going to say has probably already been covered, but um, which is great because I think it, it it does show how elegantly combining these two products, uh, which are trying to do slightly different things, but you know, can definitely work together in tandem uh, to create these strategies. Uh, you know, just just for anybody not as deeply familiar with GLP, uh, as, as was mentioned, roughly speaking, it's 50% uh, crypto assets, primarily ETH and BTC. We slightly do rebalance, have a few other tokens, but largely ETH and BTC. And the other side is stables. And and you know, we the question always is that you know what is it doing? And and that GLP, I can term in many different things. It's GLP because it's the GMX liquidity pool, but it's also it's basically the market maker. All transactions that happen on on GMX get executed against the market maker. So it's it is literally the market. It is um, in in gambling parlance, it's the house. You know, people who deposit money into our GLP are effectively uh, deciding to be the house for the entire platform uh, on GMX. And so that's where the fees come from. That's where the yield comes from. Uh, we do get we have. We have traders who come, and those traders do win, and those traders do lose. But on average, historically, uh, traders, uh, by and large, are not a, a successful bunch because you have an economic transfer typically from, let's say, impatient capital to, ca to patient capital. That doesn't mean that people don't win. Uh, as an example, we had a, we had a day uh, last week where traders were up $2 million. Uh, We've had days, though, where they've also been down $2 million. So you, you end up with all these varieties. Uh, and I think what, one of the important things to look at is that when you when you're looking at creating these uh, delta neutral strategies, they are as a, you know I think one of the things that's important is that they are not um, they are they they are not stable they are not stable coin pools. It is it is possible that the net result over a day or two could work out any which way, but over time, I would say the combination of the way the yield has been generated for for, for for all participants, there's a positive return. And I think uh, what Umami is doing is a very interesting way to approach taking out the risk for those who are not seeking uh, the crypto exposure, which was actually... Uh, so interestingly for us, that was even a feature because we, we had a lot of liquidity that we gained for a very long time and still was crypto positive, but wanted to have that hedge in the fees. Uh, I think here you've got the opportunity to have to not have to take that directional bet. Uh, but still earn from the fees. Yeah, that's a, a great mechanism that you guys have. And congrats on all your success. It's been pretty awesome to watch that happen on Arbitrum. Uh, Tracer works slightly different. So in GMX, you're trading against a pool of capital. In Tracer, each pool has actually two sides of capital, the longs and the shorts, and they have collateral in each side. 
And the power leverage ratio is based off the um, the collateral on each side. So if there's a slight imbalance, there's always an incentive for someone to take the other side of the trade. And so when you put and you mint a position in one side of these pools, whether long or short, um, with your leverage, you th the output that you get is a uh, is a composable uh, token that represents that leverage. And so that composable token can sit in your wallet. Uh, it can then be composable in other parts of the DeFi ecosystem and vaults and whatnot. Uh, it can be you know open on Tracer, closed on Balancer. So we're really excited about kind of the ability for these tokens to go out into other products. And, um, you know, the net result is that it's really good, actually, for uh, hedging exposure. And so what I mean by that is, you know, I've used FTX and I've used perpetual swap products. And in those products, you have the margin account and you have to maintain that collateral in there or else you get uh, liquidated. And so if you see intraday or intraweek volatility like we have seen, especially now, you know, it's kind of hard to manage a vault and then also manage your your maintenance or your margin maintenance uh, to make sure that the the you know the vault is getting the exposure that it's looking for, but also that it's maintaining that margin. It's not liquidated or that position is not at risk of being liquidated or closed. And so we're really excited about these positions can sit in that wallet. They can always be on. And as the market volatility is happening, the collateral moving to that uh, to your claim on that portion of the pool is that's what the tokens represent is your claim on one side of the pool that collateral is moving back and forth to you as the market moves or the 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 data feed or the underlying price feed uh the, of the the market moves and so really excited because this is a, a good you know for this vault you can put on these hedges it doesn't matter what the volatility in the market is happening you don't have to maintain them they just sit there and you know they operate as as advertised uh, over time. And so uh, that's kind of how Tracer's product works. And uh, in V2, especially, we're really working on extending the length of time that you can hold these positions uh, beyond a month to even three, you know, six months at a time without having to manage or roll them. Uh, and so really excited about how these kind of complement what GMX is doing. Uh, and, you know, as CoinFlip mentioned, they hold you know, Bitcoin, Ether, and a basket of assets within the the um, pool that you're trading against. And so where we come in there is just to hedge out that the exposure to those crypto assets um, and to uh, make a market neutral product and vault. And, you know, generally speaking about the space, I actually think structured products are the next big thing in DeFi. And we're about to see an explosion of structured products. And I think, um, you know, both our products really lend to kind of that opportunity. And one last thing I would say is, you know, between platforms, uh, we see a lot of people that they might be long on one platform and then short on the other and and doing it as a basis trade or whatnot. And so even between platforms, you can get a lot of uh, different basis trading opportunities. So it's not a, a zero sum game, no pun intended, but it is uh, really cool to see these products work together. Great. These are really helpful overviews. And I think that what would be cool and probably helpful for a lot of listeners um, is you know, as as we discussed, the the basis of the you know pretty exceptionally high yield that we're going to you know that we expect to see on on this vault strategy um, that we're building is the you know respective um, returns for both the GLP token and then you know of course the the TCR um, the the tracer pool tokens um, and and coin flip you know I, we've we obviously um, you and I in in sort of thinking through all the mechanics of this fall, we, we talked uh, quite a bit um, about sort of the different component parts of GLP's return profile. Right now it has, uh, this is, it's a pretty incredible asset unto itself because it, it has, you know, relatively low um, market exposure. It's diversified and it can currently be staked for an APR of 42.5%. Um, That's where it's at right now. And you know, there are you know, different components. There's the ETH um, component and then the ESGMX um, as well, which, you know, itself has its own return profile. So would you be able to sort of walk people through just a little bit of, you know, how how it is the GLP achieves this high yield and sort of how ESGMX works in particular? Because I think that's that's important. All right. So I, I, let me let me capture this in two pieces. Um, so just for, for those who aren't familiar with ESGMX, I'll deal with that part first. ESGMX is an asset that is 
in most ways identical to GMX. So it, it's it's it, we're, we're distributing ESGMX in a, in a manner similar to what many protocols do to help support uh, bootstrapping up liquidity, and we're we're quite happy. I don't have I don't have it in front of me, but a liquidity pool on uh, on Arbitrum is a little over two hundred million uh, at this stage. And but the key difference is that ESGMX, while it earns the same staking rewards, which is um, which is a a share of all platform fees that uh, is divided between GMX and ESGMX holders, it's not sellable. Uh, and, and and what it is, is it's instead, um, if you want to, if you do want to sell it, you have to monetize it through a vesting process that takes one year, block by block to claim. And you also need to stake either GLP or GMX, whatever tokens you use to help create and earn you this this added incentive. Uh, it's, a, it's been a very important part of our protocol because what it's done is it's attracted exactly the type of capital that we value the most, which is patient capital. So, you know, people who are coming to, to yes, earn yield and help bootstrap up the platform have been earning ESGMX and, 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 and gaining from it as we've continued to grow. Uh, so that's one thing. And, and, and that's roughly half of the yield that we're currently paying out. Uh, the other half um, is is uh, paid out in ETH, and it's generated entirely from trading fees. So you know, as people are, as people win and lose on the platform, that's a separate thing. The returns that additionally we do we do learn from that, and I'll maybe add to that in a moment as well. But in terms of um, uh, in terms of every every trade that's opened, closed, liquidated has fees attached to it. Just like you would have on a centralized exchange, so you know you open you open a position, you you, you might you might pay ten dollars of fees, whatever it might be, depending on the size of your position. We swap the underlying liquidity that's in our pools on a constant basis. Uh, you'll actually find that uh, for the for our liquidity, we actually have more liquidity available in our GLP for swaps on Arbitrum than than um, Uniswap. Sushi or balancer, and if I actually I have to double check, but it's quite possible that when it comes to ETH, BTC, and Uni, and then thereby and stables, we have more liquidity than the three of them combined for for being able to execute um, swaps on 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 let's call it the flagship crypto assets in the market. So you know we we generate fees from those sources, and then finally from funding fees, which is that um, you know as as you keep a position open, you are paying a fee for the privilege of, of of utilizing the pool and taking those trades, and you're compensating the liquidity pool, which was which was the market maker and happily took any position you wanted to put at it uh, for that. So you know the fees earned are really from the capital being at work. I think that's a very important thing because long term, that's where you'll see value from 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 money that is working, and that and 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 I will say inherent in that is the levels of risk because we are. We, we can be exposed to down markets. We can be exposed to up markets. We hold inventory, uh, but we are constantly making feeds. And it's effectively a business as old as time, but it literally, when if you talk about the Goldman Sachs and the Morgan Stanley's and all the biggest banks that used to work, and it used to be trading desks, and people would call in to get their assets traded, this was the business. And that's, that's what uh, GLP does for the market. I, I was just going to add that, you know, I think that this is this is a really important point because it speaks, you know, not not only to the sustainability of, um, you know, it certainly sp speaks to the sustainability of GMX as as a protocol um, and as one with, you know, really strong um, underlying economic fundamentals. But it, it also, I think, highlights the sustainability of this particular fault strategy, because, um, you know, although you know right now a portion of the GLP um, APR is comprised of the ESGMX incentives, you know, um, uh, more than half, I think now is really coming from the fees. And I, I think that that's something that's you know, very much expected to grow over time. So even, you know, as uh, incentives get wound down, that should be, you know, offset by, um, you know, rising protocol fees. And, you know, there's sort of a virtuous cycle built in here where hopefully this stable coin vault, it helps you know, is one of the many things that helps attract new users to Arbitrum, which in turn, you know, leads to more utilization and activity on the GMX platform and supports, you know, growing, growing platform fees, which, you know, in turn 
sustains the the APR on on the stables. Um, that's that's at least how I've thought about it. Coin flip. I don't know if you want to mm-hmm. add to that at all. One of the things that you captured was sustainability, and I think that that's and I think it's a very important because. Um, and I'm, I by no means I'm going to say that we are in a bear market. That's for other people to speculate. But what I will say is that when, when you enter, when you start entering bear markets, uh, the yields that will actually be available for stable coins will, will drop dramatically. Today, the, the high yields in the crypto space are because people are effectively by, you know, they want stable coins. For various, there's a lot of demand for those stable coins. Uh, as you enter, as you enter bear markets, that demand will go, increase even further and that high demand will result in, in a far lower need to pay yields for that capital that's, that's effectively trying to set risk free within the ecosystem, the, the crypto ecosystem. And that's why you want to be focusing on being in locations where the, your yield is coming from activity and activity that is sustainable and will continue to be present. And I think we're, we're great believers that the way that GLP and GMX as a whole are structured, it's a platform that will, that, you know, it's, it's evergreen. That doesn't mean that, you know, volumes don't decrease potentially during better markets, but trading still happens and people still uh, bet the wrong way on the market or bet the right way on the market or try to, uh, or, or need to swap. And so I think that activity is yield that will continue to pay out. So I, I definitely agree with you about sustainability point. I also did want to mention one one other point, which is that I think you know at last count our the our GLP on Arbitrum's up about seven million since inception, and we can we can work through you know um, what's the average size of the GLP and over time and and you know it's only been six seven months, but it does actually add an additional layer of returns. It's by no means guaranteed because you are you are in the end, as a, you know, as not using not the right term, but being the house, you are you are exposed to that volatility. But by and large, traders uh, do come out a, a little on the worse, and uh, and that's that's added returns that again over time should deliver you sustainable yield. Great. No, that's that's really helpful. And and maybe the the one other thing. Um... I'd love to to hear your thoughts on um, CoinFlip before we talk a little bit more about the uh, the tracer um, pool tokens. Um, is yeah, I think I feel like you know one of the more exciting things about this vault strategy is that it really has you know a variety of um, positive secondary effects for the entire Arbitrum ecosystem, and I think that one of them um, you know we certainly expect will be even more liquidity into you know the various um, GLP pools that support um, trading on on GMX. Um, as these stables come in, they'll be being used to mint GLP. So this is not you know just just a market buy that reallocates supply. It you know provides you know, this stablecoin liquidity to um, the the GLP um, liquidity pools. And and I just kind of wanted to hear your thoughts on sort of what the benefits of that um, just for for GMX and for you know people who are Trading on the platform um, might be if we're able to, you know, just continue to add, you know, more and more liquidity for for GLP. Yeah, so I, I so I'd, I'd say history has at least history is six seven months, but history has so far shown us that as and when our liquidity has increased, um, we've still had positive growth in our trading volumes. Doesn't mean doesn't mean necessarily uh, it's so they're correlated. I won't say that. Uh, it, it's as high as it initially was because when we were extremely capital constrained, the sheer amount of volume uh, against the size of our liquidity pool was drove returns to extremely high levels. There were there were there were stages where uh, GLP was returning 80, 90 percent, but which obviously naturally brought more capital into it, uh, helped grow the pool, diversify the risk and exposure of all that volume in trading across a larger pool, and and has kept has has continued to grow the opportunity to swap and trade on on the platform and I would say has generally helped to be a positive growth driver for uh, for Arbitrum as a whole. Uh, so I think we see a lot of value as as we work with others like Umali to build continue to build up liquidity in GLP, uh, either from from you utilizing it as a passive asset and for people to be able to trade against it. I think the other thing that you're going to start to see is 
and, and we're, we're pretty careful about this, so we're taking this very slowly and steadily, but I think you will start to see more more opportunities to utilize DLP as collateral or as an additional asset uh, within the ecosystem, uh, which may which may depending on how how you know vaults and the like decide to to look at it may may give them additional opportunities to uh, increase their yield or or decrease their yield, but create different ways to hedge. So you know we we see a lot of op, a lot of possibilities. Great, um, awesome. That's that's really helpful. And thanks for walking everyone through that coin flip. I think those were you know really um, really good descriptions that that highlight you know just a lot of the different value adds going on with with GMX. And um, I, I for with with Josh, um, I, I really wanted to get into um, some of the the details of, of Tracer a little bit more. Um, you know, for for this vault strategy, you know, for for those who don't know, some of these tracer um pool tokens are have really incredible incentives right now um they're they're incentivized with the the tcr tokens the primary um, protocol token for tracer it's the 3s eth so that's a 3x levered um short pool token um against ethereum um has an apy of 114 percent um and the equivalent token for Bitcoin. So the 3x leverage short for Bitcoin is almost 130%. Um, Josh, can you share a little bit about sort of um, the, the idea behind these, these incentives and also also just the utility for the TCR token? Because as we've discussed, you know, I think that that's, it's an incredibly valuable token and the market's only really just beginning to, uh, to appreciate. And I think it's going to you know, have even more utility soon. So can you walk people through that a little bit? Yeah, so I think I'm going to start uh, answering this one with our fee structure. Um, one thing that we're really proud of on Tracer is the capital efficiency of these positions. And so we charge 1% on the TVL in a pool over the entire 12-month calendar year. And so that works out to be about eight basis points a month. And so to maintain a leverage position for that amount of time, uh, it's extremely capital efficient. Uh, there's not a lot of cost to do that. It's virtually uh, costless to have some of these positions on. Uh, and we're really proud of that. On the um, economics of the TCR token, uh, you know, there's definitely some regulatory challenges of, of how we work that out, but it is something that we're working on. And you're right, DeFi, uh, DeFi Alpha, we have a stake tab, and there we have incentives for people adding liquidity uh, to the perpetual pools. And so, as you mentioned, some of the APRs, they're awesome. So you can, you know, I've actually had a hedged uh, or a, sorry, a, a long ETH position on for the last two weeks. I've made, you know, $2,500, $3,000, which is almost a 30% return over the last week and a half. And while at the same time, I've had it staked and earning about 30% APR. Uh, so, you know, just stack and bags there of TCR and stack and bags of USDC. That position is settled in USDC, uh, by the way. Um, but there's also other utility around the TCR token. Uh, we were voted as one of uh, five projects of 41 to get a Tokmak reactor. So if you go to tokmak.xyz, you can actually stake our governance token for an additional 20% APR. And also there, once you uh, staked APR there, you get TOKE in return. And then from that, you can actually vote to direct liquidity to uh, different um, liquidity pools for the Tracer token. So, you know, we're really excited about kind of our partnership with TOKEMAC. There's so much more that's going to come around the token economics of Tracer um, and that TOKEMAC reactor. One other thing on liquidity that I'll say that we're also really excited about developing is uh, this concept uh, that uh, basically um, consolidates liquidity on the Tracer platform. So one thing with our contracts in V2 that you'll be able to do in the factory is you'll be able to select any settlement collateral for uh, the markets that you're going to create. And so you can imagine this one day where a community like Umami says, hey, we want to give our token holders, you know, the ability to go long certain markets or, or hedge the exposure to ETH, but not have to sell the Umami token. And so what you'll be able to do is have Umami settled markets and Umami uh, could be the settlement collateral. Now, one problem that this brings up is as these you know permissionlessly deployed markets happen, you have tons of different stable coins, tons of different um, you know ERC twenty tokens that are being settled in these markets, and so it is 
uh, important that we have uh, liquidity that can kind of move across these pools. And so it's something that we are uh, looking at doing uh, that will kind of complement the um, permissionlessly deployed market. So um, that's kind of how we manage liquidity on the platform now. Uh, the other final piece and mechanism that's really important, I kind of alluded to it earlier, is the dynamic power leverage rate. And so if you look at the pools, if there is less collateral on one side of the pool, there is a power leverage incentive to take that trade um, where your your losses are fixed at the advertised power leverage, whether it be one or three X, but your gains could be like 3.5 X. And so as someone that's looking at the markets and saying, hey, you know, maybe uh, I'm, I'm short on this platform, I could take along here and actually get a, a 0.4x uh, times leverage basically for free, and I could be market neutral, there's that incentive for collateral come in that, that side of the pool. And that's how we've actually been able to completely dynamically manage liquidity uh, and the balance of the pools without having to do much, um, you know, kind of call in the phones and whatnot to get someone to take the other side of the trade. So that's how liquidity is managing the platform. The TCR emissions, again, there's going to be a lot of uh, utility around that. Um, and we're excited to do things like voting escrow and, uh, you know, more different strategies, structured strategies that the tracer team will, will uh, enable people to have market uh, neutral exposure, um, but only for TCR holders. So we're, yeah, there's a few things that we're doing around the token, uh, you know, managing liquidity on the platform and also how the future of that will roll out as exponentially more markets are released on the Tracer protocol. Great. Um, that's, that's really cool. And, um, you know, the, you mentioned some key features of the, the V2 perpetual pools. Um, and, and I can touch on in a moment the role that they're going to play in this particular vault, actually. But, um, do you do you have uh, just any any alpha drops here? I know there's been a lot of you know excitement for uh, the V2 pool launch, um, you know, completely uh, permissionless, um, you know, construction of, of you know basically any new pool, something any asset. It's gonna you know as well as the you know different um, sort of improvements as you mentioned in the uh, the volatility decay um, issues, so that you know how they can be truly you know, long term. Positions, I think it's going to be, you know, a very big deal in terms of, you know, um, just availability for um, derivatives of, of all sorts um, on Arbitrum. Are you, are you able to share any details and when we can expect it or any other sort of... Um, I'll, I'll leak a little alpha. In, I'll leak a little alpha. I think the really interesting thing is, you know, the possible markets that you can kind of create. So in five button clicks, you'll be able to select your settlement collateral, your times leverage, add your rebalancing window, and basically uh, put in your your Oracle uh, with, or your price feed, wrap it with an Oracle wrapper, and then boom, you have a market. And, you know, you just throw on your website and next thing you know, you could have maple syrup futures if you'd like. You know, and so we're really excited about the opportunities or the potential of the innovation that could come of that. And if you look at the data feeds or the Oracle feeds on Chainlink for Arbitrum, I mean, there is like, you know, three or 400 possible markets that could be created. And so you could add, you know, multiple feeds into one side of pool. So you could do 30% uni or uh, uni, 30% ETH, 30% Bitcoin into one pool. And now you have a pretty diversified exposure, like your own personal leverage ETF to those uh, individual markets. And so, yeah, we're just kind of really fired up about what creativity will come out of that. Um, and so I think that's like major alpha. Uh, as for when that's going to happen, uh, we're looking at April here and for our partners end of March to get those contracts. But, you know, if you ask the devs, they won't commit to any timelines, of course. So I don't hold us to it uh, as these things go through code audits and do, you know, get the due diligence that the community deserves. So when they're grabbing these contracts and building these markets, they know that they've gone through uh, the ringer in terms of code audits and uh, attention to detail uh, from a security standpoint. So um, yeah, we're, we're fired up about those opportunities. Uh, the last kind of major thing is uh, we're really working hard to solve for volatility decay. So if you look at any leverage ETF and let's say the TradFi markets, you know, you look at the, uh, 
you know, SQQQ, which is short the NASDAQ, and you go to that ETF, I mean, you know, five years ago, it was trading at uh, like a million dollars and today it's trading at, you know, 30 bucks. And so why is that? Well, there's natural decay in these leveraged products and any any product suffers kind of from this. Um, and so, you know, the idea that we want to have is like a treasury like Umami, for instance, that you could have a hedge on for six months at a time and not have to manage that position. And that's the ultimate goal. So solving for volatility K is one and then be just endless market that, that could come from V2. You know, all these things I think are really interesting. Definitely. And I mean, I can tell you, uh, you know, we're, we're certainly psyched for it. You know, just we're, we're big, uh, as we mentioned earlier, we're big GLP holders, also very big uh, holders of uh, tracer pool tokens. And, you know, you guys provide the, you know, pretty much all of our uh, portfolio hedging for for the umami treasury so you know we're, we're very psyched to um you know just be able to to be a part of this and, and support it and also you know have have access to some functionalities i think they're going to be really fantastic um and you know i know that we're we we've got you know about an hour to do this and i want to get time for questions um i'm thinking though carnation um are you do you are you able to speak you have access to the mic carney yeah awesome so do you want to just uh, kind me... of share? I was just thinking, you know, in light of we, we've covered all these incredible things about Tracer and GMX, and I think it would be good, you know, just in light of the the fact that we're going to be launching this this vault um, within you know the next several weeks. Do you want to kind of just you know pull all this, you know, everything we've covered together, just sort of what what excites you most about the vault strategy? You played a big role in um, conceptualizing it for us. Yeah, I mean, definitely. It's always been my dream to sort of kind of be the house, you know, be on the um, side that has a slight advantage. So what we got here is basically, you know, we are the um, the counterparty and the market maker to um, a huge amount of trading volume happening on Arbitrum, and which is like a really good L2 uh, for Ethereum because of the cheap gas fees. And essentially this vault allows, you know, the average user or just anyone who wants to invest passively just to be on the side of the market maker without taking on crypto risk um, in the sense of the price going up and down and also to have a slight, slight edge to be the counterparty to the traders and like all of this is being abstracted away and you know like our long exposures are earning yield our short exposures are earning yield which I just love and um, yeah like with everything that um, GMX, Tracer, and Umami were pushing out new products and I think there's going to be a lot lot more of these similar types of faults coming in the near future uh, soon TM and that's really what makes me excited to get up in the morning awesome all right well hey thanks uh, thanks so much to all you guys for for weighing in on this let's uh, let's get some questions we've got a great audience here I'm really excited to hear what people have to say um, answer any questions they have so you know folks uh, by all means, raise raise your hand um, if if you want to ask anything. We are we are here. I have a question for you, DeFi. Uh, right. When vault? When vault? When vault? So, um, you know, we didn't get into this, but um, we we are definitely going to be using your uh, V two um, pool factory for at least one key component of the vault um, to to balance out. You know, all of the the different um, long exposures in the GLP index. So I think, you know, as soon as you guys um, have that, uh, that V2 up and running, you know, we'll, we'll be, we'll be gearing up with that. And I think, you know, for, for our devs, it'll probably be about a three week project to build all the functionalities of the vault. Um, you know, not, not an easy lift for them because we need to uh, make sure that it is constantly dynamically rebalancing um, to maintain that, the neutral position, even as, you know, different assets within the vault, um, you know, change in their values. So about three weeks is what we're thinking, um, you know, definitely, you know, something that I think is going to follow, you know, very closely on the heels of, of the Tracer V2 factory, since that's such an important component of the overall vault strategy. And um, yeah, so I think, you know, stay tuned. It's not going to be too much longer at all before this is out there. And I saw we, uh, Cal Crypto, um, had wanted to, uh, to ask a question. Do you want to, do you want to chime in, Cal? Yes. <clears throat> Can you guys hear me? Yes. Awesome. Super, super excited about this opportunity. I mean, we've been, I've been in uh, GMX and GLP for a long time, I'm kind of already at top of my max risk portfolio for 
how much of my portfolio can be. So this gives me an opportunity to go more. So yeah, very, very excited. So one question I have, are you guys planning to also buy insurance for the GLP depository too? So it's like more secure for, for the people who are coming in with the stables? That's that's a great question. In fact, uh, CoinFlip, I know uh, you and I in, in our chat have been discussing some insurance options. We we are that is definitely in the cards, um, and, and we're looking into some options for that. We want to make sure that this is um, as secure for depositors as possible. So so we are looking into insurance options. Yes. Awesome. So I have a, another question, if it's okay. Of course. So GLP like changes its port, what do you call the mixture of like how it balances, like how much is assets. You know, based on the swaps and based on the, how are you guys planning to do rebalance that with the with the tracer? So it's like changes pretty often. So are you guys doing it like weekly or monthly balancing? Um, and also, GLP is not directly like an index, right? It, it changes also based on traders' net profit mm-hmm. and loss. So are you also thinking of balancing that, or just only like just look at the major like rough rough calculations on how you want to balance it? Yeah, yeah those are really good questions. So I'll I'll make two points. The the first answer is you know yes we do want to rebalance um, for for both of the factors that you mentioned, and our devs are working on 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 building smart contract functionality that basically you know automatically rebalances you know as needed to maintain delta neutral. I, I think our expectation is that. We're going to have, you know, pretty regular, steady, and sustained uh, inflows um, of TVL into the vault, which should create, you know, the opportunity to um, just kind of toggle how we are allocating um, incoming stables to mint um, different tracer shorts, um, for example, as needed to maintain, you know, that that delta neutral um, position for the overall vault. Um, that being said, I think an important thing to flag, um, and you know, folks who are sort of listening to us talk about the the APR on some of the different component parts of the vault and then the target APR for the vault um, depositors, you know, one thing that I should flag is that, you know, we're, we're targeting, for example, a 30 to 35% APR um, for depositors into this vault, which again is exceptionally high for um, for stable coins, um, for stable coin yield. That, that figure is lower than what you would get if you, you know, pair the you know, in some cases, you know, 130% APY for some of these tracer pool tokens and the 42% APR for GLP. And and the spread, to be clear, that's not necessarily going to be, you know, just fees that are being collected by Umami. Um, there's going to be a little bit of a spread baked in to facilitate um, liquidity management. So, you know, although we are, as, as I said earlier, going to do everything that we can to ensure, you know, constant, you know, more or less steady, um, regular, dynamic rebalancing of the components, uh, component tokens in the vault. We know that, you know, maintaining perfect delta neutrality all the time might be a little bit um, difficult. And, you know, by having a spread between the APR return to depositors and, you know, the, the incoming revenue into the vault from, you know, the different incentive rewards on GLP and Tracer, um, that that helps us with liquidity management. It guarantees, you know, that even if there are some market fluctuations that take place at a point where our delta is not precisely zero, we can still ensure, you know, 100% of the deposited stables, you know, when people withdraw are available to them and, you know, still hit that, you know, 30 to 35% APR target. Excellent, excellent. And, and I would, um, I'll, I'll just add from our side, I know uh, some of our team is already looking at this. And I think this is why uh, collaboration in crypto is so exciting. Because if you think about it in a Web2 world, you know, companies would never really collaborate like this. They would always be like, oh, what do we get out of this? What do we, you know, how, how do we benefit versus them? And I think in this world, like projects can collaborate because the protocols seamlessly work together on mm-hmm. standards. And um, so our team is definitely going to kind of help out, you know, gut check methodology and, um, you know, make make sure that there's a high degree of success here. Uh, so you have almost like the brains of three really leading projects in Arbitrum behind one great product. And we think that is exciting. Absolutely. Yeah. Very, very exciting. I have last question, I promise. Um, from the user side, um, when we do deposit and when we do claim, so are we expecting all these different tokens, Tracer, ETH, or... Um, yeah, that's, and, that's uh, what we're leaning towards. Are you guys going to... Yeah. That's what we're leaning towards for okay. a couple of reasons. Um, 
so one thing you know that that I should flag and and you know Carney can can also speak to this we one way that we've differentiated you know a number of our our different products is that we because we want to be um, partners to to projects within the Arbitrum ecosystem we want to be as supportive to them as possible we always make sure that you know yield generating products that that we um, build don't generate sell pressure on on our partners tokens we would much rather you know the whole you know one of the underlying um, premises of umami right is that we are a project that is bullish on the arbitrum ecosystem for people who are bullish on you know the arbitrum ecosystem or sort of the l1 to l2 migration thesis in general um, so to us you know from our vantage point it makes sense we think Tracer and GMX are really excellent long-term holds. We want to accumulate those tokens for our treasury. Um, the last thing we would want to do is be, you know, dumping Tracer incentive um, or, or, you know, GMX um, incentive tokens um, onto the market and putting, you know, needless artificial sell pressure on our partner projects. So, you know, we think that actually part of the appeal of this vault is that, you know, you're you're not only getting, you know, the 30 to 35 percent APR. Um, on your tokens, but you're getting them, or on your deposits, but you're getting them in tokens that have enormous upside potential and expanding use cases on Arbitrum. So we think that that's actually stronger. Um, that strengthens the selling point of the vault. Well, good luck, guys. Very excited. Thank you. Um, I'm just going to flag for those who are listening. Um, you know, if you don't, if you're not in a position where you can ask questions. Um, Within the spaces itself, um, I've posted a link to our AMA questions and chat um, channel in our Discord. So just go ahead and click through to that. Um, so it's just right up there on our on our main profile page as our most recent tweet. Um, click through to that link if you'd rather just type something up. Um, and with that, Squelch, um, I saw that you had uh, requested to uh, chime in. What's what's on your mind? Yeah, hey guys, how's it all going? Great here. Doing good, man. Great here about the collab between uh, Tracer, GMX, and Umami. I think there's a lot of exciting things that we all can do together over time. For some that don't know, I'm actually a contributor at Tracer as well. In addition to Josh, we work together all the time and you know met, met a bunch of you guys in separate calls. So I just wanted to bring it up. I'm, I'm kind of interested, GMX, you know, what, what constitutes inclusion in the GLP and, and how do you guys determine the assets that uh, you know comprise the index? Great, great question. Um, so the, the initial, the initial um, GLP set was, I mean, effectively established by the team as we were, as we were um, evaluating tokens. Um, and what we've what we've done for now, and I think this will continue to evolve as we move towards more and more full on-chain governance with our DAO, is we've uh, we we. Within our government's, uh, government governance portal, uh, similar to the proposal that's, for example, gone up for Umami right now, we do we do tend to take feedback from the community, take feedback then through the governance channels. If everything is, let's say, uncontentious, it may then be given over and the team will implement it. If we think that it is more worthy of a vote, some of these things will then go to votes. So effectively, the community can, can vote to decide what to add. Um, we did have, for example, a recent proposal uh, earlier this month to add VST, which is a very interesting um, over-collateralized stablecoin that's on um, on Arbitrum. Uh, but there were a lot of questions from the community, and I, I think we weren't able to, you know, get to a clear consensus. And so, for now, uh, as an example, that's that's something that's not being added. In terms of rebalancing, we are trying to review what's the appropriate way. I think you you will see a rebalancing proposal coming in the coming days or weeks. We've just been working a few other things through, uh, and we wait, we wait for the community's feedback. But I think one important point, and it's a bit of a guiding principle, uh, and we're trying to see what's the best way to deal with this because you know I think uh, while there's a great desire to have entirely permissionless environments and then and then be able to direct rewards fluidly, um, you know, given how we're structured today, you know, it it becomes very important that our liquidity pool um, doesn't have assets for which we cannot adequately control the risk uh, by having them added to the GLP. Uh, I mean, in in many ways, what what Tracer has done is with you know with, with effectively you know the minting resulting in tokens on both sides and those tokens being sellable and thereby creating finding ways to create balance to the market. Somebody 
somebody else is taking on that risk. In, in our context, GLP is the one that would takes on the risk of trades. So, uh, you know, having assets that might be too thinly traded and have too much ability to be uh, manipulated becomes a, a real big concern for us. Uh, so it's actually more likely that the next round of assets that you'll see being proposed might even be assets that we can't fully hedge for, but with, for which the markets are so well-defined uh, that that they become actually maybe a safer option for us to add to our liquidity pool. Uh, an example being gold, um, barrel barrel of oil. Maybe not stocks, because I think there's a lot of regulatory concerns uh, when you go in that direction. But, um, but, but you know, all of this will come down to if, if those assets are available or can be synthesized in a manner that's high quality, the, the price feeds are strong. We may even look to add, as we formalize our governance, a, um, a further committee that actually will have responsibility for doing technical reviews for the viability of adding them. So we don't want, we don't want to make it a, a super vote or a veto, but some sort of mechanism that will allow for, uh, for further review and protection to ensure that, you know, an asset that's proposed to be added can be, can be robustly maintained within, within our system. No, appreciate the answer. Uh, very thorough. It's interesting because like within perpetual pool or within tracer and the factory model, like we could in theory basically replicate the index based on data feeds um, mm -hmm. and allow the reweighting. So, you know, I know the iteration today is looking at specific assets and spinning up specific pools and using those specific pool tokens for hedging. But we might even be able to make something like a, a synthetic index um, that the Umami team could uh, in theory develop a vault for to make it ever more capital efficient to uh, maintain some of these hedges. Uh, I, I, absolutely. I mean, and, and, and I can just say that, you know, we're, we're also looking at iterations to our model where we may look at having some of the assets that we hold in our pool, uh, effectively a secondary asset that is a index that is constantly rebalanced using uh, the GMX platform, since we can do that effectively internally. Um, and then have that as a formal collateral or an index that could then be also fully backed and could be even used by, um, by, 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 you know, Tracer or by anybody else as a potential, uh, you know, a, pot a potential index asset, but with, with ideally some sort of, um, staking, uh, rewards, possibly working with, uh, a, a mark, a money market or, or other liquid staking platforms. So. Yeah, I mean, I think we see a lot of potential to, to, to sort of take the pieces, build out the blocks, and really, and really, you know, simultaneously on one side, we, we're, we're trying to unify things by working with a single liquidity pool. But on the other side, we're, we're more than happy to try to find ways to break things apart so that people can take exposure to the risks that they want to take exposure to. Because, um, you know, uh, as an example, I mean, there are people who GLP doesn't necessarily work for, and that's why, you know, what we're doing with, Umami and Tracer is a, is a great combination where people can still get exposure to the fees that we generate. Um, in theory, you know, even even future fee stream distributions can be tokenized, and uh, we could work with with others to create basically a, a fixed and floating um, uh, interest rate market for the, for these sort of returns. Yeah, definitely. I love the composability aspect of that too, and then embedding kind of other derivative products into it to build kind of unique. And, you know, customizable, bespoke products that people can utilize for their kind of own specific needs and use cases. So incredible. Well, look forward to the continued collaborations with you guys. Awesome. We're looking forward to great questions. Um, one thing just to flag from our, um, our Discord AMA questions and chat channel um and i think you know this is this is an important one um and and coin flip you might um have some some input to share on this too um the the question is are we from from cal crypto are we going to use some of umami's own treasury um for this you know glp tracer vault and i think that that's worth touching on um so we didn't mention, you know, during this call, but the, the plan, you know, as, as proposed to the GMX community um, is that GMX and Umami will do, you know, a modest token swap. So 125,000 USD 
uh, value of ESGMX for an equivalent amount of umami, um, OTC. And the idea there is that that, e that ESGMX can be, you know, initial seed capital into the vault. Um, as, as CoinFlip explained um, earlier, you know, ESGMX is, it vests uh, over the course of 12 months. So, you know, although, you know, there will be some accumulation of ESGMX in the vault by, by front loading, you know, a considerable amount at the beginning, you know, before the vault is even started accepting deposits, that will, you know, give it a head start on that vesting process and thereby um, ensure that there's going to be a constant stream of, of vested yield from the ESGMX rewards that can also be included in distributions to depositors. Um, Coinflip, do you, do you want to elaborate on that at all? I, I think I think the only couple of things I'll mention is that yeah no I think we were we were we were very open to the idea because I think it for two reasons one obviously I think it does help to bring our two communities together and and align everybody uh, everybody on Arbitrum with just a singular goal which is just to you know improve the robustness of the DeFi ecosystem uh, we're happy you know I think we'll be happy long term stakers of the umami we receive we believe that the ESGMX will provide an immediate uplift to the vault strategy from day one, especially since I know the ESGMX itself will not be distributed, only the rewards will. Uh, and, and, we, and, um, and yeah, I, I think, I think it, it's, it, it's just the, the sort of, it's just the right way for projects to be able to align. Uh, and, and as you mentioned, we've, we've kept the amounts relatively modest. I don't think, you know, we're clear and, and, and this is not, um, Joshua, this is not anything about, I mean, Tokeback's approach is a much more, a proactive approach to governance. I think whereas we're, we're, I think we're keen to simply have presence, but we, we don't want to be active governance participants, and so we didn't want to have uh, positions that might be so large as to influence the direction of protocols. Great, um, awesome. So yeah, no, I think I know we're at about an hour. Um, you know, the the last thing that I will mention um, on my end, um, just sort of as part of this collaboration. I mean, I I've, I personally had an awesome time, um, you know, working with. Everyone involved in this, I've had a great time, you know, with uh, with you, CoinFlip, sort of working through some of the mechanics, and you know, certainly, uh, you know, the the tracer team as well. You know, this has been this has been really exciting, and you know, one thing I just want to flag, really, for both communities, um, it's it's listed in the GMX proposal, which folks can see on on GMX's governance um, page, but. You know, we we wanna we wanna really use this as an opportunity to facilitate, you know, just more. Um, more integration between our respective communities and, you know, sort of a general sort of spirit of friendliness. I feel like all these, you know, great um, Arbitrum native projects, you know, share a very similar, you know, highly collaborative ethos and are doing really cool things to, to build out the ecosystem. So, you know, within that, um, in that spirit, you know, part of, part of our proposal also just includes that, um, you know, folks in, in the GMX community, and this, you know, certainly applies to Tracer as well. Um, you know, we'll need to work out the, the mechanics of how to measure this, but, you know, folks who are significant um, tracer or GMX holders, you know, we, we're going to invite into white lists for um, future Umami products. So, you know, the most imminent one will probably be um, our bond launch. Um, we, we plan to give, you know, a, when, when our new V2 bonds go live, um, we will have a one or two week period where whitelisted um, community members or pro or protocols themselves can um, buy buy umami bonds at, at a higher discount um, than might be available to the general market um, once the whitelist period's over. Um, we're also going to be um, within probably six to eight weeks launching some umami themed NFTs with with uh, utility on our platform for added added yield that would you know complement um, you know sort of holding umami and, and staking that for yield. Um, and, you know, there, there very well may be a whitelisting um, functionality for that as well. So, you know, if, if, you're, if you're in um, either of those communities and you're checking us out, um, you know, feel free to hop over to our, our Discord. You're, you're more than invited to uh, sort of participate um, in some of the cool things that we're doing. Um, just um, for, so that people know, we're actually going to be launching a brand new front end. Um, a beautiful new landing page for Umami um, within an hour or so of this call. So just uh, check us out. There's a link to you know our landing page in, in the, on our Twitter account. And in, in an hour or two, you'll be able to, to check out the, the new UI, which offers you know a lot 
a lot more sort of detail on color on on some of the things that we're doing. So just wanted to flag those things for you guys. Um, Josh, Quinn, Flip, do you have any anything else that you guys want to share with with our listeners um, during the call? No, I echo echo the sentiments. Uh, thanks, Coin Flip. Always uh, cool to be on these with you and hear more about what you guys are doing. And thank you for making Arbitrum uh, like a, a really good headline. You guys have had a lot of success, and that's success for the ecosystem. So I appreciate all your work. And uh, yeah, go check out tracer.finance. Uh, follow me on Twitter if you want Tracer updates. Uh, my The Tracer official account is tagged in my bio, so only follow that one. And other than that, uh, we're excited to, to do this collab with y'all, and we'll see you on the next one. Just just want to say that we're, you know, we're, we remain super bullish on the, um, on the Arbitrum ecosystem. I mean, incidentally, I'm sitting in Barcelona right now, though, at the, uh, the, the uh, Avalanche Summit. But, uh, you know, we... It, I, I think that the, what people outside of Arbitrum hear as silence is really just hard work happening behind the scenes. And I think, I think people really are going to be blown away with how products, projects on Arbitrum are working together and really stitching together, uh, new products, new primitives, new collaborations. I think, uh, and I'm just super excited. And thank, thank you both for, for having us over today. Yeah, likewise. And thank you both for for joining us and, and also just, you know, taking the time and, you know, being being open to uh, this really cool collaboration. So I, I couldn't be more excited. And you know, thank everyone for listening. So let's uh, we'll we'll all be in touch. I think you'll be hearing more from from all of us very soon. But uh, have have a great weekend.